Howdy, and welcome to the Ben Nevada's podcast. Today we have JC Juice joining us, and JC is currently living in Las Vegas. And I want to know why here in a little bit. We're gonna ask that. We're gonna ask that question. Uh, I know JC from the powerlifting team. Uh, that's where we first met, and we had some, I guess, some some conversation inside, like in and out here and there, um, around powerlifting, and then um, around his music as well, um, which we will also get to here soon. Um, so JC, thank you for being here, sir. Yes, thank you for having me, sir. So, have you ever done a podcast before, JC? Yes, I have. Um, I did it uh, uh, in College Station, but I was I was living in Houston. But these guys were in College Station, and they had just like a podcast in their living room. They invited me over, and then we had a good time. Nice. What was the podcast about? What was the name of the podcast? Man, I feel bad for not remembering the name of the podcast. But if I go to my Instagram, I'll I'll figure it out. But there's just some really funny dudes, and then they just had a good conversation, just kind of kicking it. Sweet, man. Uh, so, JC, I want to know, Just we know very little about each other, so I'm going to start from the very beginning. Um, where are you from? Uh, so, I'm from, um, well, I spent the majority of my life in Dallas, Texas, up in Frisco. I was born in Manhattan, Kansas, uh, when my dad was finishing his uh, PhD over there. Uh, my family over there were from Cameroon, um, West Africa. So yeah, my dad was a, uh, I guess, a um, international student. Um, and then actually, we weren't even supposed to stay in the U.S. Uh, my he had an accident in the laboratory where two of his fingers got chopped off. And so my sister and my mom were in Cameroon at the time. Came over to the U.S. Um, to join him, and we never left. Oh so, my yeah. God. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> what what kind of research did he do? Um, so he's a food scientist. So um he did research in um I don't know, just yeah, food essentially. Um and now so now he's he's been working in companies like Frito Lay, PepsiCo and Gelati Foods and currently he's at Campbell Foods in North Carolina. So I, I was a food science major my my sophomore year of college, um, and it's such such a vast field. Like there's just so much to it. You can do tasting, you can do molecular, you can do. I mean, there's there's just so much to it. Do you know where he was in that world, or were just you just know more of the general the, the generality of it? I know that he 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 had some specialization. Uh, he had some specialty in like um, grains. Because there's always books about grains um, in his in his library, um, and then I also think I think he also had like an, a chemical engineering background. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, yeah, I think grains was his specialty, and that's why he he ultimately ended up with um, chips. Damn. So, I mean, what was the reason for staying in the U.S.? I mean, I get I understand that he chopped his two fingers off, and so you guys travel over here. Was it already? Was it just kind of like a all right, well, we're already all here. We might as well stay. Or was it like a necessary piece because, you know, I guess the surgery I think it, or something? I think it just started off like financially, um, like uh, traveling from the U.S. to Cameroon or Cameroon to U.S. is extremely expensive. So financially, he just wasn't at the place. They weren't at the place to um, to travel back to Cameroon, especially now that there were three of them here in the U.S., 
and then from there uh uh he me and my brother were born uh, we're i'm a twin so that's five and then he just started looking for employment here and honestly just with his degree and the employment opportunities here it just became um, more feasible to start a life here in the u.s rather than go back to cameroon damn and do you think like looking at your dad go through i guess through the academia world going to get his phd did that motivate you to at all to to do the same thing or are you like definitely not about that life uh it, it motivated me at uh, to some degree um at some point so it's like when i was going through college obviously i was uh, we were ra- we were raised uh, definitely in a very strict household whereas like school was a huge priority um and getting A's was a huge priority. And so, yes, when I went to college, I definitely was definitely on, yeah, study, 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 um, get this degree, get as, as high as a GPA as possible, get as good as a job as possible. Um, and I guess, yes, a part of me, I saw it as kind of like a competition where I was like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm able to uh, land some type of employment that's better than what my dad did. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it was like, that's not where my passion was at the same time. So I, I guess that I was always getting tugged in other, in other directions. Um, but yeah. Was music always the thing that kind of tugged you or what what were the things? I mean, right now I see you're into fitness, um, quite heavily and I don't know to what extent and I don't know the reason why. And if you want to elaborate on that now, you can, if not, we can get to that later. Um, but yeah. what, were, what were those things that were that were tugging you and, and did you did your parents, um, both your mom and dad, or was it just your dad who kind of like pulled you away and like, hey, no, like we, we got to be doing school? Um, so, yeah, the, the my passion my entire life has been soccer. Soccer has always been my primary passion my entire life. So long story short of where I am now, um, essentially, I decided to give up or now I don't I don't like the word give up. I left my engineering career to pursue my passion um, and work to become a professional soccer player. And so that's that's kind of where I am. So it's I, soccer has just been it's it's a part of my DNA. It's 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 just a very 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 strong part of who I am as a person. Um, music, how music came into the picture was um, so my uh, when was it my junior year of high school. Uh, so I've been working really hard to get the, to this, the top, the top league in the United States. And there was opportunities to play for the national team, opportunities to play, um, overseas if possible and things like that. Um, but I suffered a sciatic nerve injury, which, um, now that, now that I know more about uh, the human body and, and all that, it, it's actually something that could have been fixed relatively easily, but because, the focus at home was soccer. Yes, was a very important part of uh, just my, our daily lives, but school was the priority. So at that point, it was just like, all right, I guess we're gonna focus more on school. And so that's when I went to, uh, to uh, fo- start putting my focus entirely on the engineering track. But the reality is, um, there was a lot, a lot of pain and agony when uh, 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 my career i felt that my career was cut short um by that by that sciatic nerve injury um so um 
soccer was kind of uh, not soccer music ended up being kind of a release so i had every day i'd go out and train individually um and i was homeschooled at the time and so every time i'd go out to go train after i finished on my school work um it was around the same time that the high school that was next to me uh that was near our house the kids were coming out uh, out from school so there's a few neighborhood kids that every now and again i'll go um, they'll join me and play soccer with me as well. Um, and we just kind of hang out. Um, and then they were also into music. So we, we would just start freestyling and do stuff like that. And then one day, um, I remember it was one day after, it was two weeks after I had a tryout for uh, 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 this one soccer team. And it didn't go very well. The tryout didn't go very well. And I was just in down in the dumps for like, two weeks straight it was terrible but then this guy just called me up right i just received a random call from one of my friends he's like hey let's do this music thing for real and then i was like okay so for me it was just like okay like soccer didn't uh, work out so let's let's try this maybe maybe this music thing could work out and so uh, that summer me and a group of guys we named ourselves darkest generation we uh we created a little hip-hop group and then we started making music um and then uh, that was the summer before college. Uh, or, yeah, and then before, when I went to college, I just continued making music because I just realized that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Um, I make really good lyrics. Um, I like music. Obviously, I love music. So I just kept doing it whenever I had the chance. Um, they also kept doing it. Um, but our, our music genres kind of uh, diverged. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, so music just became another thing that it kind of filled the void where soccer once was. Um, but like it, it didn't fill the void. It really didn't fill the void. It just, it was just something else I can focus on. It was an attempt to fill the void, but I mean, I guess it filled the community aspect of, you know, not being around with your friends. I mean, that's such an important piece. I think that people, I don't know that, that I know that I gravitate towards, um, like being part of the powerlifting team, being part of, uh, the, the, the BJJ class, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here in College Station. Yeah. It's like you develop this community, and and so you're like you're sharing your experiences with these people, and then that's all of a sudden ripped away um, from something that you don't that you think is a, a massive injury. Um, and I think knowing now that I don't know, it's kind of like damn it. I, if if only I would have known. Um, yeah. What I know now, then I would have been able to fix that then. Um, but it's you know kind of led you down a, a new path and been able to do music but then and then now you know enough that you can you can go back and do soccer i didn't realize that you were that passionate about soccer yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's why like, well, well, i mean so i i i so i've never played soccer and i know it's the most popular sport in the world um but running for that long just seems absolutely terrible and it just seems hard <laughs> you know like that's just not my jam um so yeah. why um, outside of the running, I would assume, but why the sport? Why do you choose that one? Um, it's very it's it's very difficult question to answer, but um, it's my first memory of uh, uh, of soccer was I wake woken up waking up this one morning and my parents were just screaming at the television, um, and then I just went to the living room to look at what the, what are the hell what the hell they're looking at, and it was uh, uh, Cameroon. Uh, I would see uh, in in countries like Cameroon soccer. There's a very strong soccer culture, but Cameroon was playing France in some um, uh, uh, eliminatory stage of a tournament, and they were winning. 
and it was the end of the game and they're just like screaming at the television at the referee to end the game end the game <laughs> so the Cameroon can have the victory and then sure enough Cameroon ended up beating France um, obviously France is one of the best countries in terms of uh, um, organized soccer so that was a huge moment and so from that from that uh, moment it's like number one just the country of Cameroon uh, and the soccer team just became really highly esteemed in in, in my in uh, uh, just in my mind. And then number two, uh, my my dad he would go out, he'd train with us, um, and then they ended up putting us in soccer leagues. Um, we started out in recreational soccer, and I remember there was this one game. It might have been just like the, my third my third game playing soccer ever, or playing soccer on a team ever. It's just like I was taken over by by some spiritual force it must have been. And then I just got the ball and then I just ran the entire field, put it in the net. And then it just became my thing. Like every time I got the ball, I just I wouldn't even pass. I just think I had one thing in my head. All I have to do is run as fast as I, I can down the field, either cross it or, or score a goal. And it worked every single time. And I guess I just realized that oh, that's it. I'm 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 really good at this game. And so uh, from there, I I got scouted by a uh, um, club team coach, um, and then I just started moving up the ranks in club soccer. And it's just like they 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 talk about dopamine. Where whenever you feel that you've accomplished something, it releases dopamine. It's like every step, like throughout my childhood, I kept going leveling up, 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 up. I kept going recreational soccer. To club soccer to the next level next level next level next level next level and i really like i really 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 thought as a kid um well not as a kid i, I threw out as i kept leveling up that i was going to make it all the way up to the pros that i was going to level up all the way up to the pros and for the longest time it looked like I, that's i was actually making it happen and it just motivated me to work harder like i'd wake up in the morning go out um, and run, come back, eat, eat breakfast. I you see, sometimes I cook my own breakfast. Um, uh, uh, go do my schoolwork, um, and then uh, if I had practice, then I go out and do practice with the team. If I didn't have practice, I'll go outside and go train on my own, and then I'll come back home. And then before going to bed, um, I do fifty push-ups, fifty sit-ups, um, and then go to bed. Uh, and it's just my life was school yes my school was important to my parents but soccer was important to me and i'd and obviously we'd watch soccer uh every weekend barcelona real madrid manchester all the big teams you'd watch them um so uh, it was definitely very 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 important to me um i, I don't know just i i guess as a young mind whenever it's just something that was just really fascinating and you just gravitate towards it you latch onto it you do everything you in your power to become one of the greats um and and also being being that i watched a lot of cameroon cameroon in soccer and cameroon has 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 had um a lot of really 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 good soccer players um and so it's like i those are players you could look up to they have the same skin color as me and they're playing with the best players in the world in europe um so it's like dang if they can do it i can do it yeah. Cool. I think you said something there that was, I mean, all of that's freaking wildly cool, but you said something that my school was important to my, to my parents, but soccer was important to me. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times as kids, like we, we, we try to live up to that, that expectation of our parents. And then 
unfortunately we have this thing that's so like fiery inside of us and if you let that passion loose i think with anything that you do in life um that's gonna breed success you know and like you, you it's just i mean you're an athlete you're gifted you also have the the the, you're the person who's willing to work hard as well. Um, why do you think your parents were so against like <laughs> soccer being the the thing? And then like now, I would imagine going away from the engineering degree, uh, they're like, JC, what are you doing? <laughs> um, the thing is, interestingly enough, at some point, uh, my my parents are actually fully on board. I feel like if I have this conversation with my dad, he'd probably maybe try to deny it a little bit, but it's true. <laughs> they, they, they were on board because they also, they also saw that we were talented, that we were very, all, uh, me, my twin brother, my little brother, we were all very, very, very talented as far as soccer is concerned. Um, um, and they, they saw it and that's why they kept investing. Club soccer was not easy. Um, it was not cheap. Because it was like two thousand dollars a season, and so but they were like, I mean, if you guys have this talent and you guys are passionate about it, we're gonna keep uh, financing it as long as your schoolwork is is um, is is well. So they were definitely very on board and they were very supportive for a long time. But I guess I don't know. At some point, the at some point, just things kind of changed in the way they were they were thinking and and their their mentality is just like, nah. I mean, soccer is cool and everything, but school is the most likely route to, to success. Um, and so, uh, yeah, at some point, just school just became the primary focus. Well, it was always the primary focus, but it's like there was a, there was a period in our childhood where even with our parents, they were bought on that school is almost a, is just as important as soccer. You guys are going to work hard. Uh, matter of fact, <laughs> I remember uh, one thing, we were really, really skinny, very, very skinny. Um, uh, and my dad was like, all right, you guys need to start bulking up if you want to keep uh, doing this, if you want to get better at the soccer thing. And then cool. we would measure our arms at the end of the day, measure, see how much, our, how big our biceps have gotten. So they, they were definitely, and they're also the ones who were encouraged just to, hey, you got to go run in the morning. You got to, you got to make sure that you train individually. You can't just focus on the team training. So all these things, it's like, I don't know if they realized that they, they, they fueled us with all these, um, hey, if you want to achieve this, you have to work hard. Um, um, and my dad would say now that he he did it mostly because the discipline that it took to be a good soccer player is the same discipline that it takes to be successful in school and in your professional career, which is absolutely true. Um, but at the same time, there was definitely that feeding of you could you could make it to the professionals. And we all, all three of us came really, really, really close. Um, but for one reason or the other, it just never, it didn't happen. Um, but I'm obviously, I'm, I'm the type of person where if I have a challenge, I want to see it through to the end. And that's definitely something that I feel like I did not see to the end. And I want to make sure that I do that before, before I, my time is up on this, on this planet. <laughs> do, do your brothers still play as well? They still they play, but just recreationally. They um, my 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 little brother who was twenty years old at the time. He's probably the one where my parents had the most uh, the most because he was uh, he got uh, yeah he the, he had he was just so talented, incredibly talented, more talented than I was, more talented than my twin brother was, but he just didn't work as hard as I did, and so. Um, 
uh, now he's, he's still very passionate about soccer. And every now and again, he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get serious. I'm going to, but, uh, I think he's, he's more gravitated towards, um, being a chef. And so we'll see, I think we'll see what happens, how he develops. And then my other brother, uh, my, not my other brother, my twin brother, he, uh, I don't know. He just, it's like we, every, we have a very big family of 10 children, but it's like every, everyone just, uh, 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 picked out has a a piece of the personality of our parents and so my brother he he took the very realistic personality that my dad has a very realist and so in his mind it's like okay the odds of making it to pros are this small then why would i keep doing that and so that's more of his personality at this moment i'm a little bit more of the dreamer i guess (laughs) I mean, you're still going at it. I mean, it's pretty badass. I mean, maybe more of a dreamer, but I think seeing it through is that, I mean, especially if you have the talent, you have the work, it seems like you're already so close. And if an injury so small is going to keep you away that now you know what to do. I mean, and just watching your videos on Instagram is so freaking cool. I'm not going to lie. Because not only are you lean as fuck, you are also super, like, you're mobile. You know what you're doing. You just put on a class not too long ago, if I remember correctly. Um, talking about like I think it was I think you were talking about feet and how how your feet are important to to, to your athletic ability. Um, yeah, and it's just like you've done the research, you you have the knowledge, which I think for a lot of athletes is is rare. Uh, you usually just have a coach that kind of tells them what to do, and the athlete is is good enough that they're just like, oh, okay, sounds good. Like, is that it? That's all I got to do. Sounds good. I'll go do that. Um, but not only do you have that, but you also have the knowledge behind all of it. Um, and so you're still going at it. And I think it's, I think it's realistic, especially with, with how athletic you are. Definitely still sounds like an opportunity is there. What, what's the next step for you? Are you, are you competing? Um, so at the moment, like I'm, I've been just kind of traveling and training and just tra- training, 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 traveling and training, um, looking for the opportunity. There is one in the horizon. There's an, um, LA galaxy, uh, uh, to the second team that LA galaxy to try out. And that's why I'm that's why I'm in Las Vegas, because um, it's being held in Las Vegas. Um, so I was like, all right, let me come here. I'll keep training here, and then I'll do the trial, and then see what happens. Um, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be too optimistic because um, LA Galaxy obviously it's one it's the biggest soccer club here in the United States, and like thousands of people show up to the to that tryout. And the last year, last year actually they didn't even select a single person from the tryout. Um, this year, I think they will select people just because they ended up last placed in the league. Um, so hey, there's, there's, there's hope, but I, I just know that at some point, some opportunity is going to come up and I'll, and I'll seize it. This is just the opportunity that seems like the next up. So I'll, that's what I'm working towards, but whether, whether I make the team or if that's not the team for me, it's fine. I'll just keep working until, um, yeah, until, until that, I find that opportunity until I find that that opportunity yeah damn i mean that's a that's a lot of a lot of pressure kind of just because knowing that they didn't choose anybody last last year um but kudos to you man at least for trying it you know (laughs) like what what is a what is a a trial i guess entail like are you playing games against each other or is it a like are they just running kind of like a combine like you guys do a couple drills and stuff like that they watch you and then like an interview uh it's game so when we signed up we signed up and said okay what position we want to play and so they're going to organize us in 11 v 11 teams and then we're just going to play each person is going to get two 60 minute games so one on 
on the 18th and then one on the 19th. So you get one game, 60, oh, two games each 60 minutes. Um, and then, yeah, they'll, they'll let you know. <laughs> they'll send you a new note if you made it. So here in um, a couple weeks? Yeah, November 18th to 19th. Okay, okay, November. Okay, gotcha. Man. Yeah. So are you training with somebody right now or are you doing all your, your training yourself? Uh, for the most part, I've been doing all my training myself. Um, I did. I, so the way I'd been training uh, for the longest for a while now is just yeah, I do all my. Uh, well, I guess I should say I do have a a, a track coach. Um, there was, uh, oh man, if well, maybe we will get to this at some point. But at some point, I wanted to just. I was like, all right, I, I'll just do track because I don't know what to do with my body. I'll just do track. I decided to get a track coach. Um, but then I realized that soccer is, uh, let me just keep doing soccer because that's what I know most. But I still feel that um, um, there is no soccer player that's as fast as a track athlete. Track athletes are just the fastest and some of the most fittest athletes on earth. There's track, gymnastics, swimming, and maybe wrestling that breed the literally the best specimens as far as human potential is concerned and for a very good reason we can go into that later but anyways i was like all right if i train as a track athlete while i'm also training for soccer it's just going to give me a significant advantage over everyone so i've been doing that and then um just do, doing soccer on the side usually just going playing street soccer or um yeah finding some pickup games and then I guess recently, as I was I was about to go to do a, a, a pickup game, and then I just saw um, some semi-pro teams here in Las Vegas, and then I just literally asked the coach, hey, can I, can I train with you guys? I'm preparing for this tryout here, and I, I think it'll be good because you guys have a good level, and this is more structured training. Um, so I've been training with them at nights, um, and then obviously doing all my other, other stuff in the mornings and in the afternoons. You are a full-time athlete. Yeah, that's dude. That is the fucking goal in life, I would say, dude. You like, that just sounds so cool. I've been talking about it for years now. It's like, man, if what I would do to just be a a full time athlete, man, that is freaking awesome. And it's nice of them, nice of that coach to allow you to to join the team. Um, and I guess I assume not not competing with them, but just training with them. That's that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. It's sharpening up my game mentality. So I like yeah. that. And so why do you think you chose some specific sports there? Um, gymnastics, at, track, um, wrestling, and I think you said one more, swimmers. Why do you think that those are the sports that breed the, the best athletes and tap to best, um, best human potential? Um, because, like, when you think about, like, sports, let's just, just take soccer. I take a sport like soccer. In order to be the best soccer player in the world, you don't necessarily need to have the best body. You don't necessarily need to have the best, um, uh, the best. Uh, uh, you know, you don't need to be the fastest. You don't need to be the strongest. Um, there, there have been players like Maradona, who was one of the best soccer players in the world. Literally, he he take cocaine before games, or he was a he was very much into drugs. Um, at some point, he was in so much pain in his body that he'd had like injections. Um, to calm down his all the pain that he was feeling before a game, and he still went and played well. And that's because sports like soccer, there's there's several implements. There's yes, there's the human body, there's the soccer ball, and then there's the game. And by the game, that includes like all your opponents, the referee, the pitch, and everything. But uh, 
in the sports like track, um, swimming, um, wrestling, and what was the other gymnastics? The the implement is your is your body. In order to be the best track athlete, in order to be the fastest person on earth, your body better damn be the strongest. In order to be the fastest swimmer, like your body has to be damn near perfect in order to be at the top of track wrestling. Um, and wrestling is even harder because not only does your body have to be perfect, you have to master your body. You also have to master the body of the other person in the ring. You you, you can put stuff like UFC also in there, but those are a little bit different just because it's, I don't know, I guess the level of violence just make it, make it such that um, you can tap into something more primal. But track, the ones where it's individual, like track, swimming, and gymnastics races, you, yourself, and I, like you have to master your body and not just like physically, you have to master it mentally, spiritually, because it's just a whole different headspace. It completely, completely different heads. You cannot tap into, you can't tap into, uh, um, I don't know, it's different. You can't tap into the same uh, uh, fighter mentality that you might have playing football because maybe I playing football, all this testosterone of all these people around me, you can bounce off that energy and then you want to compete. But in track and field, even though there's other people on the line with you swimming, even though there's other people on the line with you, gym, gymnastics is even harder because there isn't even anyone that you're lined up with. It's just you yourself doing that routine. You have to like, you have to pull it out of yourself. You have to be in, in tune with your body in tune with your spirit and your body has to be per that um and so those that's what and and so you you see like sports like cross new sports like crossfit all the best crossfit athletes uh the they did one of those four sports or some of them did all four of those sports And, and it just teaches you something completely different about how to use your body um, it gives me chills to think about, to be honest with you, like you saying it out loud and something that I know, you know, that's something that I loved about powerlifting. It was, it was an individual sport. It was, it was me. It was depending on how bad, how much I worked and what I decide, like if I'm sleeping, if I'm drinking, if I'm eating correctly, it's all on that individual, um, yeah. versus that team sport. And you now and being in high school, I played American football and it was like, man, this is like, you're relying on your team, which there's there's something to that as well. But being the person, only person on the platform, the only person that you can blame at the end of the day is super empowering. And also, I mean, it's, it's strengthening not only your body, but like you said, like your mind. It, you are strengthening every single piece of it. So yeah, I mean, I, for all those reasons that you've said, I, I can definitely see how those are some of the most difficult sports in, in terms of human potential. Um, everything needs to be perfect. I think what upsets me, to be honest with you, and something I've been thinking about a lot lately, is the fact that these athletes that are playing football versus the ones that are being, being like playing track, the ones that are playing football are getting paid immensely more than the people that are playing track. And I think yep. that you, as a track athlete or as a, you know any of these Olympic sports, these guys work so damn hard. And it's every day, it's every single piece of your life. And maybe football is like that as well to an extent, but I don't think that the separate, like the division and pay is, is nearly, um, it's not appropriate. It's just not appropriate whatsoever. Yep. I a hundred percent agree with you. I, um, uh, I don't like name dropping, but the reality is these people are a very important part of my life. But so when I was working at Exxon, um, Exxon, 
mobile, um, I would go to, the, I was still powerlifting because um, I was like, why not? I was good at it. So I'd go to this gym called Legacy Barbell. And then every day at this gym, there is, uh, uh, I'd always, no, not every day. It was every Wednesday and then sometimes on Fridays. I'd see uh, two people. There's this one black girl. She was swole. She was strong. She was just, she had this crazy strength. And I was like, dang, where does this girl get this strength? And she was always with this old dude. And then the old dude, sometimes he'll go, he maybe do a few lap pull downs. And then sometimes he'll just kind of sit and chill. And at first, at first, when I saw that, 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 I just say a couple, but they're not a couple, but those two people, I was like, okay, maybe she's a trainer and he's the athlete and she's training him. Um, but then I was like, no, but this guy's he, he's mostly just sitting down and not doing anything. Who, wh- who are these people? <laughs> And then one day, just randomly at work, um, I was at the cafeteria, and then I see the old the old man from I see he's old, but he's he's a very sturdy guy though. But I see that I see him in the cafeteria. I was like, wait, he works here? He works in my company? <laughs> and so the next Wednesday, I I walked up to him and I was like, hey, um, I saw you at work today, um, and I say I see you all the time. And then he's like, oh, he's he had an accent. He's Australian actually, which was a surprise to me. Um, but then I was like, Hey, I see you guys here every week. Like, what's your, what's your deal? Who are you guys? And then he's like, Oh, now that's Gwendolyn Berry. She's, she's an Olympic athlete. I don't know if you know who Gwendolyn Berry is. Um, I do not, um, but, unfortunately, but I'm about to Google. Who, tell me who it is. <laughs> Gwendolyn Berry is a, a hammer thrower, um, for his team US. Yeah. So she's been in the Olympics. Um, two times, um, like really, really, really powerful figure in the uh, uh, in the athletic community in general. Um, just standing up for Black Lives and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I actually have a couple of her T-shirts. But yeah, so I was yeah, it was really cool for me to be able to be in an environment just with her all the time. I started. I, I've trained with her for a long time. Um, my girlfriend was a training was her training partner uh, leading up to the Olympics. Um, my girlfriend does discus throwing. Um, so it's, it's been really cool being in an environment with athletes who are working their ass off every single day. Like people don't realize how hard, how hard you have to work to be, um, an athlete. Um, and especially how much harder it is when you have to do it all by your own, all by yourself. You don't have sponsors, you don't have, um, a salary, (laughs) but you're still, you're still a professional athlete because it's it's what you do, but you're not getting paid. <laughs> it's such a hard life, man. Like I don't understand how people. Will, I sometimes I wonder how people do it. I'm like, man, I just you know I'm I'm trying to do weightlifting now, and it's like okay, if I don't work, then I can't afford my li- like my livelihood. But then I need to be able to afford the gym. I need to be able to afford like massages every once in a while, and you know like all this therapy, and and then also be able to put. You know, ideally, they say like twelve to fifteen sessions a week for a for a weightlifter. It's like, how? Like, I mean, if you're working a full time job, how can you? Um, yeah. And I guess that's part of the reason you kind of left Exxon and now you're full time doing what you're doing. It's like there's other otherwise there's almost no other way to to do it. Yeah, it's it, that that's very true. Like the reality is, if you don't have some type of a support system that recognizes what you're doing it's 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 damn near impossible um but um i guess i was i was fortunate in the fact that um 
I don't know. I guess it's a very, for me, it was a very much a shift in mentality. I was always, I guess I'd always had some type of hardness in my heart or resentment at the fact that I'm doing this, I'm doing engineering, I'm doing this thing that I, I'm, yes, it's making me good money, but I have no passion for. But at the same time, now that I'm, I'm looking back, I'm like, damn. But if I didn't do that, that those years at Exxon, um, I wouldn't have the savings that I have now to be able to live like this. Um, the reality is there, there have been times when, um, a very, a, a good amount of times when I'm just worried, I'm just like, well, shit, my savings are going to run out soon. <laughs> At some point they're going to run out. So what are you going to do then? Um, but uh, my, my track coach, uh, he's the one who just told me, man, you just need to have faith, just, just have faith. And, and, and it's just, it's what's keeping me going because it's just putting me in a mindset where it's just I have to be present. I can't be thinking about what's going to happen in a few weeks. I I have to be present. I have to be in the moment right now. I can only do what I can do right now. And um, a lot of also a lot of posts on TikTok have also been keeping me going where they're just like, if you're doing what you what if you're putting your 100 percent and something that you're passionate about and you're doing it here right now in this moment there's no reason to have to worry about the future just just do what you can in the moment and and things will work in, themselves out in the future and so that's that's really my focus um at the moment um uh, yes it's a very precarious situation and i think also that's that's a part of what strengthens the mind of an of, of these athletes um the fact that they have to they they can't they can't they have to be in the moment they can't be thinking about the past uh when you're on the track you can't be thinking about oh what happened in my last race you can't be thinking about what happened in my last game no it has to be this game right now you can't be thinking about oh what's going to happen tomorrow it has to be here right now you can only do you can only control the present and that's a very 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 difficult thing especially coming from a world where like when I was in Exxon, all we ever talked about was the future. <laughs> we our projects were projects are uh, we're planning projects that are going to happen in 2025. Uh, we're all it's always about forecasting the future, the future planning for the future, uh, and switching the mindset from all oh, the future, the future, the future, the future to just now worrying about nothing but the present. It's it's a huge shift in mindset, but. Um, I think it's very beneficial. What a beautiful mindset. I mean, it's not only beneficial, it's also just, there's so much power to just being in the moment. And it's, you know, I think when, when I, when I communicate with somebody, I think that's a big reason that I, like, I enjoy doing the podcast. It's because, you know, like we are both here right now and we're having this conversation, you know, like my, my phone's away and we get to share this experience and we get to learn about something and share something. And like, the passion that I feel from you just from across the, we're, we're, we're doing this over discord. So we're, we're states away from each other. And I feel that, that passion you have and talking about being in the moment and what it takes to be an athlete. And man, dude, like I, I hope and wish the best for you. And I, I think it's kind of cool that you reference those TikTok videos. Cause sometimes on, I'm on like those Instagram reels or on TikTok, and I, and I see some of the most motivational stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like, it, it motivates you a little bit, but I think hearing, yeah. it, hearing it from someone is so much more motivational. Like it, it, hearing it from someone who's real, who's living it, who's taking the chance. Um, and I, I get that those videos are kind of that as well, but it's, it's different. For, for me anyway, just to hear it from 
from you living that life and you, you know, you left your job to, to do this thing and you're putting your heart and soul into it, man. Like that's freaking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, I definitely hope to see you play one day. Um, but I want to talk about your girlfriend here. Also, you said your girlfriend was her, was Gwen Berry's training partner up until the Olympics and she throws discus. Is that what you said? Yeah. She throws discus. Also, so, like you are surrounded by athletes for one, and two, yeah. um, is she does she like throw like on the national platform? Is she throwing for like Team USA or trying to get to that point? And is that why she was is she knew Gwen? Um, so she was throwing uh, for the University of Houston. So she was in a UH program, um, and then she she's also part uh, throwing for the Cameroonian national team. Actually, wow. Uh, so yeah, I'm wishing her the wishing like i'm yeah really 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 uh excited for for her so now she's graduated well she's graduated from the um uh, the undergrad program and she's still doing grad studies and at the same time um <laughs> trying to be a pro athlete or not trying to be she is a professional athlete but as you as we discussed before not getting paid but um um yeah she's she she burns with the same fire um she works incredibly hard um she's very knowledgeable about not on, not just about her sport but about the human body um yeah i'm very like it i just it just makes me giddy um um just thinking about how far um she's gonna go um in in the sport um so yeah yeah she's doing very well it's special to have someone who's also an athlete kind of be in a relationship because i feel like there's an understanding that, you know, there's going to be those days where you know, that workout really kicked your ass and you just, you know, like you're just down or you need that extra food. And it's like, oh, I've been there. Like last week, my track workout or my, you know, my thing sucked. And so like, I get it. Um, so I think being in a relationship with someone who's also an athlete would be pretty, pretty nice. Like, it's helpful. It's, it's, it's supportive. It's, um, also healthy. Like you have your sport. I have my sport. Um, we get to grow together, but also grow separately. Like that, that is the most, that is super freaking awesome. Yeah. It, yeah, it truly is. And I learn a lot from her, especially since her, uh, her, she, she went, she's been an athlete actually her entire life. I, um, I guess I like to say that I've been an athlete my entire life, but the reality is during what, seven, eight years, I was, yes, I did athletic stuff on the side, but I was primarily an engineer. But her, it's always been primarily an athlete. You like she went through the NCAA system, so it's like she has knowledge that um, that that that's she's really helping me like on the road back to making for me athletics my 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 main thing. So it's really really nice to be able to. Uh, why do you why do you get into powerlifting right? that's where we met why did you yeah. why that sort of all other things why did you get into that um so uh like i kind of described to you like how much i trained as a as a child so it's very difficult from going from 17 18 years of training that much to to okay now i'm college all i'm gonna do is study it was just it just was not realistic so I, I remember I had this saying whenever I was in college, I don't know what I'm training for, but I'm just going to continue training. 
And literally before I even was on the powerlifting team, like my training was just insane. I was, uh, I was still running every single day and um, I'd, I'd hit two days and three days for no reason. Like I literally was not training. I didn't have anything to train for, but I was just training my ass off for just for, for fun, I guess. Um, and so at some point uh, I decided, uh, oh, actually, uh, who, who, who inspired me to join the powerlifting team? I forgot who it was, but they're like, yeah, we should try out for the powerlifting team. And so I did. I tried out and I made it. Um, and the funny thing is before college, I'd actually never been inside of a gym before. I'd never no lifted in my life. But um, my friend group, um, I were with guys who did rowing in high school. They did football. They did this and that. So they were in the really the gym gym culture. And so they're the ones who taught me how to squat. And then I guess just because I'd been athletic for the majority of my life, it's just my 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 lifting just kind of took off so i just i was just able to put on muscle um really easily so when i joined the powerlifting team it was just like a uh, yeah it was yeah I, I was able to be very successful in the sport um but uh yeah i kept doing it i kept doing it i kept doing it i i remember when i was at so my the first year that i graduated um i from college that's when i was like damn I thought powerlifting, I actually legitimately thought powerlifting was going to be my outlet to becoming a professional athlete because um, I was really, 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 really good at it. And I was getting better and better and better. And so literally every day after work, I'd go to the gym and spend four hours at the gym and then go back to sleep. So my life was powerlifting. <laughs> on. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. So powerlifting was a very, very, very important part of my life. Um, people are at hearing that time. you say spending four hours in the gym and they're like what even um, <laughs> I, I have clients that you know I'm still training personal training I have clients that come in for an hour and they're like wow you know got my workout in for the week you know you get like one or two sessions which is you know like everyone's at a different different level different pace and different goals um, but then you you know some you, you say oh yeah you know three times four times a week I'm in the gym for four or five hours a day people are like what are you doing why are you <laughs> doing that you're like it's torture uh, it's like well yeah but it's good torture you know like it's all for the it's all for the the end goal yeah yeah I remember it was a lot before no no go ahead I was saying it was a lot of fun yeah man I I, I enjoy those times and you know I wish I was there for longer because I don't remember a lot of you being there I mean I I think. I was in and out of the gym during that time. I think I was already on my way out. Um, I just remember spending some time there with you. What what meets did you end up doing? Like, did you go to? Did you end up making it to nationals and stuff? So I made it to nationals uh, once. I I I was only on the powerlifting team for what was it? Mm, two years? Or, I know two semesters really, okay. because I joined it towards the end of my um, college career. So I did one just one local meet and then one national meet. Um, no, I actually did two local meets. I did one in A&M, then I did one in San Antonio, and then I did, I did the national uh, nationals when nationals was at, um, was at A&M. Um, yeah, okay, so then I was there at the same time then. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was, I guess I would say that I was good. I was above average to good when I was in college. But it was when I left college that I, I think I took off. And I just, I just think it's just my way of... Uh, learning, I learn a lot better for some reason whenever I'm able 
but to kind of step off on my own by my myself and figure it out. Um, and I think that I ended up doing that with powerlifting. Um, and then, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> that was, that's just another crazy story. But if you have time for another crazy, interesting story, I should uh, do if you do. <laughs> so, uh, like, like I said, part, when I joined the powerlifting team, yeah, I found a very, I found a passion for powerlifting. But I was like, I I dove myself in. I was like, oh, I'm I'm good at this, and I'm. It was just almost the same thing as soccer, where I, I noticed that I just kept getting better and better and better and better. With powerlifting, it was the same thing. I just kept getting better and better. I was like, damn. I, I bet I could take this all the way to the top. And so when I uh, 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 I was planning on um, doing nationals, oh, what year was it? It was probably in 2016. And the way I, my lifts were looking um, and looking at just the field, I was like, dang, I could easily, I, I could, uh, for sure, I can be in top 20, top 15. But if I really, really push it, I could even get it to top 10 in this weight class. Um, and so I was just pushing hard and I was pushing hard and hard and hard and hard. But it's like, at the same time, uh, like a part of me was just like, I love powerlifting, but I, I need to be able to use this powerlifting thing to get myself back into something like soccer or something like that. And so, um, uh, I just kept working hard at it. And so, um, I was one week away, no, two weeks away. I was two weeks away from the qualifying tournament. Um, to get to the to nationals um and and i remember one night i went home and i lo- i was just scrolling through instagram and then i saw this post this advertisement on instagram for something called next olympic hopeful and next olympic hopeful is a tv show that they host once a year on nbc where uh they it's a competition where they um uh, they try to place athletes in sports like um, the U.S. rowing team, U.S. boxing, U.S. weightlifting, U.S. Uh, uh, cycling. There, it was like a, a list of about 10 sports. There, and bobsled and skeleton was among the, the, those sports as well. And I was like, holy shit. And, they, 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 and this program is geared towards people like you, people like me, who were not, were not professional athletes, but we, we take exercise extremely seriously we're in the gym every day three four hours a day so people who are like really working hard and they're like okay you're working hard let me give you this opportunity um to try to be on a u.s olympic team and so i was like oh my gosh that's an amazing opportunity i clicked on the link and then so in order to sign up you had to submit like a vertical a 30 meter sprint a one mile so there's a bunch of different tests that you had to submit and then i was like like I was, I was conflicted because I was like, "Well, dang, I'm I'm two weeks away from this qualifying tournament, and I know I'm gonna number one. I know that I'm gonna qualify easily. I don't even have to work hard at this qualifying tournament, and I know that at nationals I could really, really, really make it far. But at the same time, and but if I if I if I do this um, next Olympic hopeful thing, if I if I try to submit these scores, it's gonna take away from my training." Because I have to train, I have to train to do a thirty meter, a thirty meter dash. I have to train to do this. I have to train to do that. And that's going to take away from my powerlifting training. And I was like, ah, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Let me, let me just, let me just take one week. I'm going to just train for this next Olympic hopeful thing, and and then I'll, I'll come back and just do the the qualifiers, and then we'll be back on track for nationals. 
And so I was like, all right. So I decided to take that one week where I was, as I, I did the time that I was spent doing powerlifting, I was spending training for this thing instead. Um, and so I did it. I, I continued training, training, and training. But the issue is, you you cannot you can't go from powerlifting, which is uh, loading your body with a lot of weight and moving it like it's it's a very, it's a different mode of using your body. Whereas sprinting, it's fast twitch. Your muscles have to be long and elastic. Powerlifting, it's slower twitch because you have, you're grinding through weight and your muscles have to be shorter and compressed. And, and so despite the fact that I still run every now and again, my body was just not in the in the in the fast twitch mode. So obviously, uh, I I pulled up <laughs> as I was training for the uh, the uh, next Olympic thing. I I injured myself, and I was so pissed off. I was so frustrated because I was like, you had the opportunity um, to to go so far in powerlifting, but you got distracted, and now you you've potentially damaged your your, your chance uh, 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 to make it through nationals and the funny thing is i was going through the powerlift the uh, the uh, i was going through the results of the qualifying tournament that i was about to attend and i was like damn i literally would have won first place without even trying and i and i and i got distracted <laughs> i i focused on this next olympic hopeful thing instead of powerlifting but Again, for me, this is a shift of mentality. At the time, I was kicking myself. I was so upset with myself. I was angry, disappointed, depressed and everything. But now I'm just realizing that that moment set me on the path that I am now. Because from there, um, I decided, okay, well, since I since I, my, my powerlifting season is over, what am I going to do now? I could either prepare for next year or I could just keep going on this path. Sure, I've injured myself, but okay, let's let's see what I can do. Um, maybe let me try to make it some on the bobsled and skeleton team. And then, and so that, that just started, kicked off a, a whole new process of me trying out a bunch of different sports. I tried bobsled and skeleton. I tried, um, uh, 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 track. Um, I tried, um, weightlifting. Um, I was, a, I was doing CrossFit for a while, but not CrossFit as in, um, I just go and do a one hour CrossFit. I was, I was like, I'm going to be the next Matt Fraser, Tia Claire Toomey. <laughs> like I was, so I just tried a bunch of different sports and I just put a hundred, my a hundred percent in all these sports. And um, finally I was just like, you know, because really my, what, my mentality, I think that if you ask me, what is my mentality ever since I was a kid, it's that literally nothing is impossible. I can do anything in the world as long as I, I devote the time to it. And so I was like, well, if I can do anything in the world, anything whatsoever in the world, why don't I just choose one thing and 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 do it? What is the one thing that I've always wanted to do, what I've always wanted to be and as a professional soccer player? And I was like, okay, so that's what I'm gonna do. And that was that's that's when that 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 switched. So yes, that that particular time a moment set me off the track of what I thought would have been an amazing um powerlifting career but i think it also set me on the track back to what it is that i've always wanted my entire life and yeah i i always kind of go back to that moment i was like dang just things happen in for a very interesting reason one little instagram ad changed the whole trajectory of my life <laughs> holy shit 
Talk about a story. Yeah, you were right. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like I've, I've just kind of left speeches a little bit. I think just, again, feeling that feeling that passion that you have is wild. And I think it is 100% true. And it's something that I think maybe all – I don't know if all athletes share, but I think once you get to this level of – of success like that the idea of i can do absolutely anything becomes a reality and the more that you think it the more be like the more it, it proves itself inside the world um i think you know just the reason i was good at, at powerlifting was because i spent a lot of time in the gym like it's 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 that i put the work in and i think anybody with anything whether it be your professional career in uh, in business or in, um, in athletics or in a relationship, anything that you really set your mind to and you put work towards, you will succeed at and, and you will reap the benefits of your work. It's just a matter of finding the thing. And you did such a cool thing where you traveled and you like I say traveled, but I guess ventured out and tried all these different things and, and you still came back to soccer. Like, it, it still proved itself that that was the thing that was going to be there for you. And that was what your focus was the entire time. You just, you took a little bit of detours and you try to figure it all out. And like, I think people look at that and they're like, man, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. But in reality, this guy does know what he's doing. He's trying some stuff out. He's figuring it out. Um, even if in the moment you might not feel like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, I think in the back of your mind, there's this li- like little piece of you. Uh, like your subconscious that's working towards a goal and and so long as you continue to work towards a goal then ultimately i think you'll you'll end up reaching that goal and it really is absolutely anything you decide to do yeah yep yep i 100 percent agree with that <laughs> so the the next steps for you i guess um maybe professionally in your in your lifting career or your your soccer career and then following soccer and i think i don't know if you end up planning on doing um anything like professionally career-wise after that or like are you set dead set on nope this is going to be it like soccer is going to make it and if soccer doesn't make it then at that point we'll figure it out but are, are your eyes set on that one thing right now in front of you um at the moment yes they're set on this one thing and then I'll do that until soccer's until my body can no longer take any more of soccer. And from then, I'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that is so motivating, and I'm so glad we got to chat. And I just I want to say thank you for your time. And we got to do this again. Um, unfortunately, I got to skedaddle here, but yeah. I cannot thank you enough for for taking the time to come chat with me. And and hopefully we can. Um, continue to chat again soon. I'm excited to see your, your progress. And as you move forward and grow, um, JC, you're a cool dude, man. Like I am I'm so thankful for your time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure doing this podcast. It was a pleasure being on here. Thanks, man. JC, you take care. All right, man. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.